1: Give me That uh, a good, but a dummy. Don't not leave just like honey. You're you what you need, you can out there. i if you me, you a dummy.
0: Oh, no, 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 okay. We start
1: recording. I said, "How have the new year been treating you, my man?"
0: Ah, uh, you know, I uh, can't complain too much so far.
1: Very, very same here. A lot of adjustments. A lot of adjustments. Um, like I said, this it, the year been going a little rough to start off. But my mom always said, "Rough beginnings make for great endings." So, uh, I like that. Yeah, most definitely. So, um. I was looking at your page and what what made me want to interview you is that you are fetish heavy and you're into a fetish that a lot of people know of, but don't really talk about as much, which is gross, you know, definitely, you know what I'm saying from, um, because I know back, you know, back when I came into business, you had the, you know, the BBWs used to do the, the, the weight gain, the feeder and all that stuff what have you you take it you take it to a whole nother level though
0: <laughs> i i do my best
1: <laughs> doubt no doubt so tell everybody before we introduce you i do my particulars what is your fetish and what is your fetish and and explain your fetish to everybody
0: uh like for me personally or what i produce
1: what you produce
0: oh okay yeah it's a uh, it's transformation fantasy uh, like physical transformation, so it's the concept of a attractive, regular sized woman uh, being t- transformed or changed in some way through some fantastic plot device, like you know it might be a curse or you know uh, you know science or aliens or you know the sky's the limit, but you know basically they they might uh get like huge muscles or like it can be like a full fat suit thing or just extremely large breasts. Um you know I've I've done body paint with like to do like a, like a cat woman and that kind of thing. So it any anything related to transformation. So so basically it's not just they like for example
1: she might have no tits in your video she'll end up someone cursing and she grows like Zs, the triple Zs. It's not just that, like she might become a cat, she might become a dog, she might become so it's transformation, you know what I'm saying? Kind of like a, a werewolf per se.
0: Yeah, sort of. Um, and probably, you know, the bulk of what I probably do is breast expansion, and, and then like the rest are kind of like you know, a, a smaller percentage. Breast expansion is is pretty popular, so that's oh I believe
1: uh, I believe it you know because think about it because you you have girls that go get breast augmentations they go get bigger breasts you know they get bigger butt so you basically took that and just basically made a genre onto yourself off of it
0: <laughs> uh, yeah and but to be fair though i want to say like um like there was um a lady named bambi blaze who uh was doing this kind of stuff with some really like ahead of her time, like props, you know, uh, she had her own website back in the day. Yeah. And then, and, and then the folks that actually helped me get started, uh, is Taylor made clips. Um, you know, Taylor, um, has been, was really instrumental in in helping me get started and, and they do a lot of the same, uh, things that I do only like their stuff, like my stuff for lack of a better, you know, uh, description is kind of PG 13, Like, um, I I don't do nudity or, like, softcore. Um, Taylor made clips. Um, She does, you know, a little more risque. But, um, yeah, I mean, um, I I just want to give credit where credit's due. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. It was a prerequisite before this. But, um, but like I said, I mean, I ain't going to front. Even though yours is PG, it still plays into the fetish. Oh, yeah, for sure.
1: So let me talk to my peoples, and then let me talk to my smokers, and then we can get started and really get this cracking. So hello, everybody, and welcome to the Smokers Lounge here on Anchor, perfect app, and we're trying to start their own podcast career. All you got to do is download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm, get your profile, and start podcasts like myself. Speaking of myself, I'm your wonderful, gracious host, Kevin Darvish, Champ, a.k.a. the point rap star, Y'all know what it is. Find all my links with one link, allmylinks.com backslash porn rap star. Let me tell you about three sponsors that we love so dearly, and they love us back. First up, the Facebook of the LS LH community, LSWorld.com. Next up, the hottest adult mag in the game. We're talking about eroticismmagazine.com. Go get a subscription. Also, next up, Black Owned. For you content creators, 90% profit and no hashtag issues for your consumers, a new place to consume your triple X and fetish content. We're talking about excitebunny.com. And last but not least, nominated award-winning. We're talking about smut with voiceover. We're talking about blush erotica. Where the hottest adult film talent go and fuck each other brains out while you listen to some sultry poetry and sensual wording over top. So go ahead and get a subscription and also check out their VR section on blusherotica.com also a proud member of the GW District Black Podcast Network so go over to shopgwdistrict.com and buy products from over 500 black owned retailers and shops also go to fullyswapradio.com where you can listen to me five days a week in the morning that's right have yourself some coffee and wake and bake with the Smokers Lounge on FullySwapRadio.com. Also check me out on SkyhawkAfterDarkTV.com as well as the BGPLLC app. So I'm going to show and let this man who has mastered the game of body transformation, the fetish, introduce himself. Go ahead, sir.
0: Uh, this is Max Growth. Um, I've been doing uh, transformation fantasy videos for about the last ten years now. Uh and hopefully we'll be doing it 10 more.
1: Hey, go to the front. Yeah, because I tell people fetish makes a lot more. Actually, it makes more money than actual porn. You know, because it's more of an itch audience, you know, period. And that's why I always used to tell girls, you know, you want to add fetish to your repertoire in the sex world. You know, you just don't have your boy girl scenes, your girl girl scenes. You need fetish also because. There is a whole market of people that will buy fetish content. You know what I'm saying?
0: Well, the yeah, the one thing I will say for sure is like the the niche fetish communities are 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 much more passionate, and they're much more like apt to you know like if there's quality content, they're they're really um, you know they're really going to be fans. They're really going to stick by you, and it's um, it, it is something that if you can. Um, like like for for ladies that are are looking to um, expand what they're doing, you know, uh, with their careers, it, it's definitely a, a big bonus to be able to lock into those communities.
1: Oh yeah, most definitely. So you've been this ten years. So let's go all the way back. What was Max Growth doing before he got before he became Max Growth? Um,
0: you know, I I had been uh, in sort of like the internet community since the beginning of the internet. And it was, you know, in the early days, it was there wasn't a lot. And then just sort of as it built, you know, I was sort of a a lurker really for a long time. You know, I wrote some stories, you know, I did, I did a little bit of stuff here and there, uh, really watched and kind of absorbed what a a lot of other people were doing. And, And then just sort of at a, at, at a, a point, um, I was actually doing some prop work and the folks at TaylorMade Clips, uh, they saw what I was doing with, with like kind of making like homemade low-tech props. Um, and they reached out to me and they said, hey, would you like to do some stuff? And I was like, ah, you know, I don't know. I don't know if it's my skill set, you know, I don't know. And they just kind of kept pushing and pushing. And then they finally, they just sent me a camera package and they, you know, they were really generous and they just said, hey, you know, go out, try, try to make something. If it's, you know, if you tried a few times and it's no good, you know, no harm, no foul, just send us the camera back. And so, you know, I made, made my first clip and, you know, I guess it was, you know, um, not terrible enough that they didn't want the camera back. So it just sort of took off from there.
1: No doubt. And I know it's kind of like, you know, surreal that they believed in you that much, that they took that much of a chance on you, you know, period. Um, because they really must, you you mean your prop skill must have been on point for them to, to take that stuff.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, you know, at the time, too, you know, like like nowadays, I don't know if, if you've seen it, but now there's like so many companies that make the, um, you know, the the props that are like the nude props that are like the extreme sizes and, you know, they have like the hips and the, and the breasts and, you know, now now you can get so many things pre-made and sort of back then, like, you know, if you were making anything at all, um, it was kind of like rare, just, just because, you know, um, the, the fetish scene, I don't think had like for this kind of stuff, like expansion had, had not really, you know, exploded like it has now. Like now there's like a lot of people doing that kind of content. But at the time, if you kind of made anything as far as like props or stuff, I mean, I I mean, they were they were I feel like they were really good for the amount of money that was spent, you know, on them because it was pretty low tech. But you know, in the grand scheme of things, you know, um over time, uh it it's really the it's really become revolutionized by the companies that are making the the you know pre-made latex silicone and all that definitely
1: so um how do you find your models for your videos because because like i said it's 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 a difference between it well one i'm pretty sure more models will be open to do what you're doing because they really ain't got to show anything because like you said yours is pg versus taylor's hers is more shows you know a little bit of nudity or what have you so how do you find your models well,
0: um, you know, I I used to use Model Mayhem. Um, it used to be kind of a good source.
1: I, I hear your age right there. You say Model Mayhem. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I haven't I haven't used that in quite some time. Yeah, I haven't used that in quite some time. But yeah, it in the beginning that was kind of where I went because it was a good place where you could find sort of that like um, people that were like uh being like they were fetish models but they were you know kind of um like semi-amateur so you know you they were looking to find work and and i could find models that were you know on the affordable scale um i always joke that like i'm in kentucky and kentucky trying to find a model in kentucky is like the holy grail i mean there's it's just impossible um but like, I don't know what there is in the water in Ohio, but I have probably 70% of my models have come from out of Ohio. I I, I joke about it. But um, yeah, Model Mayhem was, was a good deal for about five years. And then um, nowadays, it's kind of like it's Twitter. Um, but, you know, k- kind of like the, it's been really weird since COVID, though, because like it was already sort of leaning in that direction, but of course, with <laughs> excuse me, with COVID, you know, we had all the restrictions and the lockdown, and you know, like a year and a half, two years of that, and so all of the like fetish models and 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 especially the like the semi professionals and amateurs, like suddenly they had to figure out a way, like, well, I can't go work for this producer, and I and I can't travel, I can't you know do this and that. So really, um, the like the OnlyFans, the mini vids, you know, they just kind of discovered like, well, I don't have to go work for a producer. I can work in the comfort of my home without, you know, without the risk, without the travel, you know, without, you know, like it or not, a lot of producers are skeevy, you know, they, you know, they they either pressure the girls or they try and cheat them or, you know. It, it, It's just unfortunately, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, there's just, I mean, there's a percentage of guys out there that are are always looking to take advantage. So, you know, if you can work in the comfort of your home with less risk and everything, it's sort of hurt. Like I think small producers like me who, you know, are trying to reach out and find models because if they don't have to work with you, you know, it, you know, if, if I was uh, a model, I would probably be taking the same approach. So I'm certainly not throwing stones. Oh yeah, most definitely. You yeah, can, one thing I say about this,
1: it, this day and era, it makes women have to be more business oriented in this business because they, because they control more than in years past, you know, period. But the one thing that a producer gives you is that more professional look and that more authentic look to where you can stand out a little bit more than than, than others. Cause nowadays girls are just falling into the, into the Got, but they fall into the herd, not necessarily standing out as much.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, like with the advent of OnlyFans and like the, like the COVID isolation, it's also created a ton of competition for girls amongst each other. You know, it, it's really hard to stand out, you know, cause so many people are doing it. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, most definitely. So what made you decide to be more PG because a lot of people might would go the route of showing some nudity, but you make it a point not to so what made you go the p g route
0: um really, it was just intrinsically what I was most comfortable with to begin with. um you know also there's a functionality to it as well because like when you're making like the kind of props that I was making they They're not like really props that if you were trying to show them nude, they would look realistic, you know, like like under clothes and under fabric. And, you know, you can stretch stretch them and mush them and, you know, you can do things that you need to with clothes uh, that you can't do if you're trying to pull that off nude. So it it was they kind of they went hand in hand, you know, it was functionality and it was also just what I was more comfortable with um you know i'm i'm married too so you know i i know it's like a small thing but you know w- working with nudity is not like i'm not like super like excited about it
1: i mean and to be honest with you you really didn't need to because like you said uh, it, everything is based around props you know period so with that be said, how did the models react when you explain what the shoot is and what y'all necessarily doing they, cause I know a lot of them was probably
0: like, huh? What <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, it it's funny because like, you know, I, every model has their like their, you know, they, they have their boundaries. They they want to do certain things and they don't want to do certain things. And it it's so funny at like sort of like the the almost hardcore stuff that somebody would have on their page and they're comfortable doing that, but then they would kind of turn their nose up at doing you know, like expansion or, you know, um, any of the other kind of more transformation-based things. Um, it's, you know, I find that a lot of the models, they have a lot of fun with it. You know, they they enjoy doing it. Um, not that they're really into it, but, you know, like they just like, it's the creativity and the novelty. And, you know, it's it's not your average day at the office.
1: Yeah. Because I mean, it, because one is also a trip away from the norm. Because for a lot of these girls, they they used to showing skin, showing tits, and sucking dick and fucking, and they get the opportunity to do something that's outside of their wheelhouse, which I would think they they would embrace and, and would consider being fun. You know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I I mean, there are definitely some that are like that, but you know, um, a, a lot of the like the the professional fetish models, it's. And and when I say this, it's not a critique because it's it's the way they have to be in some ways because like I said, they're they're so used to being hassled and you know yeah. it's goes that goes back to the business part of what you're talking about um, that you know they are really it's really more about the money when when the models reach a certain level of success you know because that's um. That, that's just sort of the benchmark for like being a professional you know um so but a lot of the amateur girls yeah they they are more because they're they're looking to kind of a lot of times they don't even know like what they're what they want to do you know with with modeling so they like to do as many things as possible to sort of figure out like what they like to do and what they don't like to do
1: yeah, because I, I because it's funny because I know they probably thought that you'd be joking when you hit them up. <laughs> <When you talk laughs> like, yeah, well, can't be fucking real.
0: <laughs> yeah, it, it you get some of that. I mean, I, I have had a few, but really, I don't get too many like that in response. You know, it, usually they'll start like with just like questions like. Well, what's this about, or how do the how does this work, or how are we going to do this? You know, like they're they're trying to figure out the like the mechanics of it. Like, if I'm going <laughs> to come do this, what's like? <laughs> this is fetish that
1: doesn't get publicized a lot or talked about or pushed, to be honest with you, um like the most you might see, not transformation. Now, you might see giantess you know you might see the feeder with a girl weight gain but not anything that to the extent of what you do you feel what i'm coming from so mm-hmm. it's kind of like you really really have a niche market with, 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 within what you do doing. you feel me
0: oh yeah for sure yeah i mean uh the sort of as the internet continues to like like broaden people's horizons you know like compared to like i'm fifty five so like when I was in high school, you know like like eighty two to eighty five like that was a whole different world that I mean like I think about those days now and like what like the internet and the openness and the acceptance and you know like everything about you know two thousand twenty three it, it's so crazy the difference mm-hmm. yeah. Because, see, there I was
1: telling people, there's so many fetishes out there that people don't even know about that makes good money, you know, and a lot of people don't know about it, what have you. Why do you think that this goes underneath the radar?
0: Um, I I don't know. I mean, you know, I think I think fetish in in some ways is still considered like it's still labeled under porn, you know, like even, even though what I do is I don't think of it as like porn. I, I personally think of it as more like erotica, you know, along those lines, but it, it all, all of it, no matter what it is, like even if it's something like really tame, you know, like the, like tickling or, you know, or something like that, you know, it it's all sort of cast under the same dark shadow and it's like, Oh, that's porn. And that's, you know, so it, I'm, I'm a big, one of my hopes and dreams is like that one of these days, there's going to be this sort of like cultural thing that will happen that will sort of bring sunlight to like a lot of these scopes of fetishes and that they'll get a little, little more like respect for like, you know, like if you look at, if you look at BDSM before 50 shades of gray that was just as frowned on, just as like, ooh, you know, well, that, that, you that, that that's freaky that. stuff, you know. You didn't see BDSM stuff on the
1: state side. If you wanted to see BDSM shit, you had to go to Europe. You had to import uh, stuff from Germany, from England, you know what I'm saying? And then yeah. when it's great, now everybody in the United States want to get chained up and spanked.
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> now it's like you know like like everybody's into bd you know you got all these housewives that are uh, like well oh we're, we do bdsm you know they don't even know what it really is but you know they read the book and for. it's like that bad <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah
1: because even to the point like for example like one of the other fashions like my wife she wants to try fairies. you know people didn't know about fairies. i didn't know about that shit until I just so happened to watch CSI one day that had a case during with you know and me I looked and into it but that what I mean is yeah. like
0: oh no yeah and that's that's the unfortunate thing about media is like a show like CSI you know they always they did a lot of stuff with fetishes and they always went out of their way to find like the lowest common denominator you know like the the lowest hanging fruit that was had fallen off and hit the ground you know they they never looked at anything with any real like scope or purpose or you know with any balance it was just oh look at this weird you know like ugly thing you know it didn't matter what it was you know they all they all they always kind of vilified it i remember that that furries episode yeah that that was one of my favorite ones. because it was like Two guys shot cause dude, cause they thought he was an actual animal for real. Right? Yeah.
1: I said, damn. <laughs> but yeah, I, it, but, but see that what I mean It's kind of like people kink shame. They want to be kink, but then they can't shame the kinks. You know, you know, period. Because there's people that's into the transformation. They're into what you're doing and what have you. And plus, also, you do a little. You actually do some storytelling with this so how do you come up with the storylines for your videos
0: um you know it it you try to be as creative as possible i mean you have a really short amount of time to mm-hmm. you know to execute a story uh from beginning to end um mm-hmm. you try to not be repetitive mm-hmm. um you know you um You know, you're trying to work with the individual strengths and weaknesses of the model that you're working with. Um, But, you know, really, I just try and figure out, like, what's not been done? Like, how can I think of something that's going to be, you know, a twist on something that's already there? You know, it's just the struggle to always make something as fresh as possible.
1: Yeah so it's like now I'm gonna ask you this the model that you pick you pick models that are smaller because it is body transformation especially for the ones where like you know, let's say she get cursed to get bigger tits and become fatter do you pick the girls do you you pick smaller girls or do you pick bbws you know how do you you know do, when you think of body size and the transformations that you look used you, that you're trying to represent how what how do you pick the models? And, and do you look for the size? Do it have to be a certain size? I mean, what what, what the qualifications?
0: Um, on, uh, on certain props that I have now, there is a limitation on size because, like, um, like the I have some big big leg props um and a few others that the girl really needs to be like average thin. Maybe they can be thick. And they need to be like five, you know, like five, five to five, nine, um, because that's just, you know, the, um, the, the, some of the props that I have technically should be made for like, just like one person, like, you know, you've got an actress or a model and, and you should in theory make it for just their size, their height, their weight. But because I have to like. You know reuse it i can't afford to make a prop just for you know if i work with a model one time and i've made a prop then i'm you know i'm out of business almost you know yeah. so um so but other than that it I, I have worked with some bigger girls um and some really tiny girls um because it's a kind of a function of necessity being in kentucky i can't you know um I can't always be, like, super picky about, like, size or height or, you know, that kind of thing. I just try and work, like, you know, if somebody is tiny or they are a little bigger, you know, I just try and work with the props that, um, you know, don't require, you know, that specificity.
1: Most definitely. So how long does it take for you to make your props, you know, um, and, you know, and, and, and what's the process you go to creating it?
0: um you know um it pro it can take me anywhere from 30 minutes to 90 minutes to make the kind of like the the basic props that i work with um you know especially like the the butt the boobs the belly that kind of thing now i as as i got more um advanced and i was making more clips Um, I actually started working with, um, a costume
1: black wall street is now online, baby. That's right. Visit the GW district.
0: The GW District, a retail marketplace
1: of black-owned products and media. That's
0: right. That's right. That's
1: right. Let see here. Let me see if i recording. Come back. Did it come back? We're back. We're back from a commercial break. You know how it works in podcasts. So where were we? I was asking, um, you know, it, it, about, you know, how long it takes you to make your props and all that good stuff. Go ahead and continue. My um, apologies
0: oh no problem um i I was saying like as i got a little more advanced and a little more ambitious about what i wanted to do um, i actually found an amazing costumer uh, locally uh, that also had like fabrication skills and she was able to work with like foam and uh, make patterns and really um, really elevated what i could do because especially with things like the fat suits because the 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 weight gain clips are the are the hardest to do and I and I used to have to do that by like making individual components like you know the calves, the thighs, the belly, the arms, you know everything you know the forearm, the the upper arm, everything was like an individual piece and it all had to be kind of connected together and so with um, finding the costumer was a big blessing because like she could make like one piece things for like you know just one thing for the legs and one thing for the torso and you know it it made it quicker and easier to do those kind of clips they're they're still the hardest ones to do but it, it it's made it a lot easier then
1: so you also do you you say you not only just do like body transformations but then going for smaller bigger you say you also do what other transformation videos that you do
0: um let's see i've i've done obviously the breast belly boobs i mean uh but um i've done mu- uh, like big muscles i've done the full weight gain fat suit um, i've done some uh, animal transformation like cat girls
1: yeah that's what i would ask you about now how do you handle those because this ain't about changing their size this is now changing literally their look completely
0: yeah uh, uh you know sometimes it's with where wi- you know you use a wig you know and then you've got the the simple props like the tail and the ears that's not too hard to come by um and then the then the the rest of the body part um i've used uh body painters we've got uh several body painters in kentucky that are that are really accomplished and um, they do a great job. I mean, it, it it's kind of that. That's an expensive video because the body painters they don't come cheap. I believe
1: that. Yeah, cause I'm, cause for what I'm here. Yeah, you spending some money. <laughs> yeah, spending <laughs> yeah. money right there. That tells me a lot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> because um, because now you playing into um, primal the primal fetish, puppy, you know what I'm saying, animal fetish, uh, and stuff like that, because you actually touch the gambit on different fetishes. You feel what I'm saying? You know, period. And um, did you ever think about that? Because, you know, people don't realize primal fetish has been coming on lately with females. Because I did a video where a girl was a cat, and she gave me head, and then I came in a bowl, and she licked it, you know what I'm saying? I saw one where a girl was pretending to be a cat, and she was, you know, you know, Eat, you know licking a bowl of milk or what have you so did you ever think about how many fetishes that you're touching without even touching porn?
0: yeah there's there is so much connectivity like like people don't even I i don't know if how many even people in communities i don't know if they realize how much their you know their interests and passions like align somehow even if it's just philosophically with like other fetishes like there is a lot of power play um, at work in these fantasies, like w- like in the blueberry um, fetish, the blueberry expansion, that's a big like power dynamic because like you have this sort of helpless person. Because like, you know, once they get full size and, you know, and they can't move, then, you know, they're totally dependent on you and you have that control dynamic. Um, and I, I don't, I don't know if people realize how many things cross over. Like there, there's a lot of cross pollination of fetishes.
1: Oh yeah, because it's because I even tell anybody now. When you started and you started posting your videos, oh, uh, what were the sites you was posting at first? Because I know Clips still had to be one.
0: Um, well, actually, because the the folks at TaylorMade Clips had uh were the ones that helped me got started, they actually had their own clip store. Um and they they use VidOwn as their platform.
1: Ooh that, that, God, I heard VidOwn in a minute. <laughs> Is, that Is that still
0: around now? Yeah, yeah, it's still around and kicking. They've they they've had their platform there from pretty much from the beginning. Um, you know, like, like the one thing I can say is like, it it is a a little bit antiquated, but, but the two things that I can say are, it is eminently stable. Like if you're on VidOwn, you don't have to worry that you're going to get your like store pulled or, you know, there's going to be some random arbitrary thing. That's going to, you know, that, that your account's going to just be, you know um band or you know you don't have to worry about any of that stuff i mean the guy that runs vidone is is really on top of it and it's very stable um and um it is very good too with like um like the processing you know like the costs of having the vidone store are are pretty small so if you're a if you're a producer you know um the the, the profit margin is pretty good like compared to some of the other, you know, clip for sale, clip
1: sales sites. So with you, when, when did you branch off on your own?
0: Um, really like before, just a little before COVID, um, honestly, piracy has hit like our, like what I do and what TaylorMade Clips does and what some other people do in the, in the expansion content for the people that are just making like specifically clips. Like not not the not necessarily the folks like like a gal that has a an OnlyFans and she she does some expansion stuff, but the but the folks like me that are making clips, piracy has really hit us hard. I mean it, it is the the economy of scale is not what it used to be because it used to be I could make three clips a month. Um, there was um, really no question about whether was any of it going to make any money, was it going to return a profit, um, and, and really now, like, piracy and just the increased cost of, ha- of what it takes to make a clip now, you have, you have kind of like two factors that are attacking you from two different fronts. Um, it is, um, it, it's just a different landscape now. Yeah, because it's funny because people would think
1: that your type of videos would not get pirated, but anything that is fetish, porn, or what have you, is get pirated at the same rate, period you know what i'm saying you know because it's kind of crazy because you because if someone hear this like in this episode they'll be like wait a second he does pg who would pirate it and put it up before you know on a x videos or I porn hub I are mean, not a porn hub but x videos or any two sites for free they'd be surprised how many motherfuckers actually would do that shit
0: uh yeah yeah and and a lot of it too is done privately you know like somebody will buy the clip and then they have maybe they belong to some kind of a message board or something and and they'll you know they just share it you know it 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 can be very frustrating because the burden is on is on you as the producer like if it shows up first of all you have to hope that it shows up somewhere that you can file a request for it to be taken down Yeah. so so you got to hope that's the case to begin with because like some of these places are like based out of you know like uh, Romania or you yeah. know Eastern Europe, and you, you, there's nothing you can do. It's just if it's on a site from there, it just you know it's there. You can all you can do is bitch about it, <laughs> which which I do frequently. If, if you ask anybody that knows me, I'm uh, yeah. you know now, now, I mean, like, really like, chaps my ass. Now, now on the other hand, like with me, I I I want to say
1: thank you to many of you bootleggers. And you part this because y'all helped me find scenes that I have lost because of, you know, it, it, everybody went through this where you had a hard drive that crash, computer that get smashed, and you lose shit. And I ended up finding shit that I lost thanks to them, but that don't make it better. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, well, that, that's just the, you know, uh, what do you call it, the silver lining? Yeah,
1: that's the only silver lining that's with it. That's it, that you might buy something, that you like, damn, I did lose that scene, didn't I? Oh my God. So now I'm asking this, how much is your base into your your base, your fan base, international versus
0: stateside? Is uh what now? I'm sorry, you cut out. No, I said how much of your base is international or at versus stateside? Uh, I'm not sure what you mean by that. I apologize. No, like for example, like um
1: like, for example, when we were talking about BDSM. Um, a lot of times when people did BDSM before, there was BDSM footage and people that were doing it stateside, but it appealed to a more of the European and overseas than the United States. And eventually, the United States caught on. You get what I'm coming from?
0: Oh, so, I got you.
1: You get where I'm coming from. So, I'm pretty sure before, it was more on a overseas thing and it might have caught on in the States. So, that's why I asked Right now in 2023, is it an equal state international or a still heavy international with state with, with stateside clientele coming?
0: I, as far as people that purchase the clips, it, it's really all over the world. I mean, uh, I mean from from the Arab parts of the world to. You know, uh, a lot of Europe, definitely, uh, definitely I get more uh, sales from the United States. Um, As far as like, like the producers, um, you have some folks um, that are doing it overseas, like um, there's uh, oddly enough, like there's a lot of like expansion um, people in uh, like Australia, like there's multiple there's multiple uh models from australia that have uh, like twitter and discord and stuff and they produce like breast expansion content um but i think as far as like for producers uh i think america is still the the big heavy hitter yeah yeah because
1: um it's yeah i kind of noticed that because even with like when you think about the bondage videos, just straight up bondage, there's no sex involved. I see a lot of more, I see a lot of American producers, you girl know I'm coming from, than I would see European, because I'm on cliffs to sale, so I can't keep up with it to a certain extent. And did it surprise you how much it, it, it there's more producers when it comes to the American side when it comes to this?
0: Um, Yeah, I mean, I can't say that I was ever doing, like, a a lot of market research on on that end. I kind of always feel like, um, at least as far as, like, what I was seeing as the Internet was evolving, it it always kind of seemed like there was more expansion content being produced in the States. Um, And then generally, if something was being done overseas, like I've seen some Japanese stuff that was basically uh, kind of like straight up poor imitation ripoffs of stuff that either I've done or Taylor made clips has done. Like you can look at the clip, even even if there's not subtitles or anything, just by what's going on, you can go, oh, they've taken they've taken that clip from Taylor or they've taken that clip from me. And, <laughs> you know, they're just copying it as best they can, you know. So, uh, I, I think some of the knockoff stuff is more um, international. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cause, because that's funny because I
1: know it just, just tickles you, Pink, that you see somebody copying your shit, meaning that they, they must have watched my shit and decided they want to do it too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess it's a compliment. Yeah, because, I mean, you know, they say,
1: you know, um, um, what would it guy imitation is a form of flattery? Is yes sir <laughs> yeah. um, because it's kind of like and too also what's also good that you don't have a lot of people trying to do what y'all doing so it also makes it even special and make y'all even more nicked versus when you had people and only fans came on every girl now want to grab a deal doing shove up their pussy you feel what I'm coming from you know it, it it's good that y'all don't have that much saturation when it comes to your side of the business
0: yeah I mean, there there is some saturation just because um, you know, there is more competition now. There are more girls that, especially with the advent of being able to just go buy props online that are that are you know, even if they don't do that, that like some of them specialize, and that's all they do. But a lot of them will just make that investment, you know, and then go, and like ever so often, They'll do it just enough to keep that part of their audience engaged, um, but um, yeah, it's it's kind of weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because shoot,
1: because like I said, I mean, but that's the beauty of of, of fetish content is that yeah, I will tell anybody the fan base is way more uh, emotionally attached to the content and to the creator than they are when it comes to porn you know that's the reason why you know it's it's a lucrative. it's 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 to me probably the more lucrative side of porn even though it's not technically porn it's fetish um but they're lumping in because it's taboo
0: you know porn. oh yeah yeah for sure
1: yeah just like they're lumping in a, a dominatrix um with an escort and she's not even fucking her clientele. You feel what I'm
0: saying? <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. You know, period. so, um,
1: so with you, it's like, um. Well, I'm sorry, I think, have you ever thought about, you know, maybe going to any of the conventions and, and stuff like that?
0: Yeah. Um, um, I, I went, I've gone to several of the exoticas in the last year, kind of, this is like been the first year that I've gone to like the industry shows, like, I went to a couple of the exoticas and I went to fetish con in Florida and um, I always go to size con when they have it. Um, Like it's kind of been sidelined for a couple of years with COVID, but size con is kind of like the, the convention for people that are into like size uh, and expansion, like, like uh, folks that like giantess or breast expansion or weight gain or like uh the 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 folks that like like little tiny people like you know like one in one inch high like shrinking um and and that is that's my favorite uh, that is that is without a doubt I mean like you walk in the door and immediately like it's just like oh this is my people I'm here I'm home
1: <laughs> that is because i have never heard of that convention
0: thank you for telling me about it Oh, yeah, my pleasure. I, I mean, I it, if you are into like any of those things, um, it really is. I mean, I have to say the first one I went to, I mean, I, it, it just it really changed my life. I mean, because for the first time, like you really understand, like, OK, I understand there's other people on the Internet that like what I like or like what I do but until like you like really are in like the same room with people and they're like like a foot away from you and you're talking to them and it it is just it is an experience that you will you will never forget yes
1: we I've held you up. We came to the end of another great episode, man. I had to talk to you and I do want to bring you back my man so we can talk more about it and stuff like that. I would love to hear more about SizeCon because like I said, I never heard this convention. I think that my listeners would love to have an episode to discuss that with you. So like I asked everybody, can I call you a smoke buddy, my friend?
0: Definitely. And and thank you so much for having me on.
1: No doubt. So y'all heard it. He's going to be back here on the smokers lounge and I really enjoyed him. And with that being said, sir, tell everybody where they can actually find your content and
0: spend money on you. Um, right now, uh, it is. Um, I apologize. I probably should have had that pulled up. <laughs> I'm ill-prepared. Oh, no, it's all gravy. It
1: is all gravy. But tell me your Twitter handle at least. And there uh, you go. Know.
0: Oh, uh, let's see. Sorry. Uh, it's at Max Growth Pro is my Twitter handle. Okay, no doubt, no doubt. You can go there and find all the sites
1: where you can see his transformations of size as well as animal, animalistic stuff. And please spend money because he works hard. He spends a lot
0: of money. He'd like to make some of that damn back. So <laughs> yeah, see, sure. So with that being said, we're at the end of
1: another Smokers Lounge, and I gave y'all another great side, because I love showing y'all different sides of the business. Not everything is about fucking and sucking, ladies and gentlemen. There's sides of the business that don't even involve that that makes plenty of money, so people can understand, this. our business is very, very expa- expanding, you feel me? Just like the way those girls expand on his video. <laughs> so with that uh-huh. Said, you know, we end these things all day, every day. People, life is a learning experience. What's the point of being experienced if you haven't learned anything? Smoke this over. Say goodbye to everyone, Max.
0: Hey, everybody, have a great evening.